Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. Before we get to today's episode and our interview today, I wanted to share a new Autism Personal Coach collaboration that I am just so excited about. We are going to be working with Becca Lori Hector to bring you her live version of her virtual personal development course for autistics. There's no guest I've interviewed here on Autism Stories more than Becca, and I can guarantee you that if you sign up for this course, you're going to learn so much from Becca, who's an autistic advocate who was voted just recently one of LinkedIn's top 12 disability advocacy voices in 2022. To learn more about this course, check out the link in the podcast description of this episode. Now on to today's episode in which I have the pleasure to talk with Zale Evans about one of the biggest stressors in all of our lives, and that's moving, and how this takes a toll on her mental health every time she does it. Also, we will talk about her experiences in terms of sensory nightmares while shopping and creating videos on social media. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Zyle, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I wanted to kind of start out and just learn where does your story in the autistic community begin? Yeah, so it started about a year ago. I went to therapy for the very first time. And while I was talking with my therapist, we were getting into things such as like sensory issues, social issues. And she started asking me some questions like, so how do you like make friends? How do you do this? And then brought up the fact that I was autistic. So very interesting. Only a year ago. I've learned about you because you make a lot of videos on social media that I really enjoy. (laughs) One of them in particular was, you were just talking about sensory stuff, but about navigating sensory overload while shopping. Before even going shopping, things like poor sleep, forgetting to eat or drink, and I am so terrible with drinking water. I always forget. (laughs) Those those things can really uh, affect those experiences. So for someone like me that, you know, forgets to drink water, you know, to the point that I can get really dehydrated sometimes, I wanted to know kind of what your experience was with drinking water and if there are any things that have helped to kind of remind you to drink. Yeah, no, that's, it's definitely been an issue that I've had all my life. I definitely had to learn to make it part of my routine. It's literally the first thing that I do when I get out of bed every morning is fill up my water bottle or else I won't drink water if it's not like an integral part of my routine. 
also keep my water bottle with me literally 24 7 it comes with me in the car it comes with me wherever I go or else like I'll just forget about it if it's not right in front of me I will forget to drink water I also put stickers on it to make it like a fun thing that I like to look at and it's also one of the things on my habit tracker that I use every day it's just one of the boxes I have to check off which also reminds me to drink water I'm so not fun because I would have never even thought to put stickers on there. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really impressed. But I, I definitely can relate to the water bottle because if water is not in this one specific bottle, then yep. there's no, then I'm not going to drink it. So it's exactly. Yeah. So there are many things uh, during shopping that certainly can cause sensory overload: the lights, all the people, the moving and annoying carts. I was just grocery shopping today and the cart wasn't working and that just drove me crazy. Bags rustling and on top of that, stores insist on playing music. I don't understand this. It's very frustrating to me. How, how do all of these things affect your experience while shopping? Oh my gosh. It's, I have to specifically plan out parts of my day or like full days when I go shopping because it just gets so overwhelming and it always it doesn't just end at the store it always travels with me out of the store like I will just be so sore after I leave stores and have such bad headaches because of like how tense my muscles were and how anxious I was so yeah it's definitely definitely a huge process after I get home I always take breaks I won't do anything for the next like 30 minutes just so I can like recover but yeah it's it's very intense now, something that I don't hear many people talk about that you kind of touched on um, in this video talking about shopping is that sensory overload doesn't end once you leave the store. So I wanted to learn kind of what is your sensory experience once you kind of walk out of the store you're shopping in and how does that kind of continue to impact your overload? Yeah, 100%. It definitely... It like very much impacts my whole day. Right after I get out of the store, I usually sit in my car for a good 10 minutes just so I can calm down because even driving can be very overwhelming, especially sensory wise. And then again, I like to just chill out when I get home. I literally will just lay in bed, like not do anything just so I can like relax. And then for the rest of the day or a good portion of the day, I feel like my sensory intake is very minimal because it's already I'm already like so overwhelmed from the shopping experience that like anything else that comes in seems very heightened like for the rest of the day. It's interesting you talk about driving because I remember when I was like a teenager I was like oh yeah I gotta get my driver's license I'm so excited about this and now I'm so excited when I don't have to drive it's just so, so wonderful I hate driving there's me too. I was the same way. I was so excited when I first got to drive, but then as I started doing it more, it just became more overwhelming. And yeah, I definitely feel that. <laughs> when you get old like me, it's, it's really going to be overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you were talking a little bit about it, but what are some of the things you found that maybe whether it's before or even after shopping that help to reduce your overstimulation? Yeah, I definitely plan it. It's definitely a planned event in my day, in my week. 
if I know I have to go shopping, I will reduce the amount of other things that I have to do that day. I typically go very early in the morning. There's a lot less people, a lot less noises. I've tried wearing headphones, but I don't like being completely cut off from not hearing anything. So sometimes they'll just wear like earplugs or like loop earplugs where it'll like just dampen the noise instead of like completely cutting it off. One thing that I also do is I wear like blue light glasses because that really helps with like the fluorescent lighting. It makes it a lot warmer, a lot less intense. Yeah, so definitely have a lot of things that I try to do to make it less intense. (laughs) Now, in one of your recent videos, you talked about one of the most stressful things that we as humans can do, and that's kind of moving into a new apartment, new house, whatever. You mentioned how every time you move, you take a step back in your mental and physical health, which I think happens with a lot of autistic folks. So in what ways do you think moving has negatively impacted your mental and physical health? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of change every time (laughs) and that's very overwhelming for me as an autistic person everything changes the lighting changes the shower pressure changes like we're talking about water I have like a Brita now so I'm gonna have to remember to refill that and it's just a lot of change that I'm gonna have to deal with and process and I feel like every time I move my routine has to adjust depending on the move but I like my routine to stay as it is so it's very hard to adjust just my routine into the new place so that's definitely something that I also struggle with when it comes to moving and how is this like most recent move went is it any better or is it just once again I'm changing my schedule (laughs) it's just like it's not gonna get any better it's yeah, it's definitely different because this is the first time that I'm living completely by myself. I won't be living with a roommate or family members or anything like that. So that part is very intense and I'm very nervous about that. But I feel like it has been a little bit easier because I've been preparing and I know that it's going to be a big change. So I've been prepping myself sort of and trying to prepare what in my routine is going to stay the same. And that's brought me a lot of comfort. And I also went to a support group for late diagnosed autistics last week, and I got some amazing advice from them. They told me to have dinner ready the first night. So I don't forget, have it already planned. They said to have all of your comfort items, like easily accessible. So I feel a lot more prepared, which has helped a lot. It's all about executive functioning so often. (laughs) So much is about planning. I I mean, I remember my first place that I lived by myself. I was such a disaster, especially executive functioning, cleaning. uh, Oh my goodness. uh, Making food for myself. But I'm just wondering, like, it took me so long to kind of learn these things. And it seems like at a much younger age that you have kind of like figured out a lot of these things that took me much longer time. I'm just curious, where do you, where do you think that comes from? Definitely therapy. And my therapist changed my life and had me come up with like a habit board, like a whole routine that I did came up with just so many techniques that I could use. For example, you mentioned remembering to like cook and eat. I just forget to eat. So she was like, schedule it into your day, make a list of things that like you can't eat. And that just helped so much. She definitely just gave me so many skills that I can use. And also learning from other autistic people has been life-changing because I feel like learning from neurotypical people can 
isn't always the best. They might not have like things that'll actually work for me. Hearing from other autistic people, I'm like, oh, that actually, that makes sense. That can work because they think like I do. So that helps a lot as well. So in watching your videos, you know, we were talking about executive functioning stuff. I wondered about the importance of organization in your life, as it seems like on more than one occasion in your videos, you've talked about organizational tools that have really helped you. So I was wondering maybe what are some specific tools that you use that really help you to kind of organize your life? Yeah, I've definitely been through like every organizational tool in the book. And (laughs) I feel like I definitely had to find what works for me. I use a planner because I love writing things down. And I feel like that has changed the way that I plan. It's now like a fun thing. I get to use my pens and decorate it and make it look cute. So that definitely helps. But also, as I was saying, like my therapist had come up with like a habit board and it used to be on a whiteboard, but I've now added it just into my planner. So then everything is also in one place. I write down my habits and then my daily tasks and everything. And it's all in my one little planner. So I just take it everywhere with me and helps me remind me to do things that I need to get done. I use some similar tools like that. I Although I have a gigantic whiteboard that's like five feet long that, that I use. It's in uh, my office. It's so helpful. Uh, I want to use one in my new apartment. I have one at home with my parents and they're bringing it down and I can't wait because that was one of my favorite parts of my room. <laughs> absolutely. You know, we were talking about uh, moving and then, you know, I noticed that something else that seems to be a recent change for you is that you earned your uh, bachelor's degree of arts in uh, mass communication. So do you have plans now and what you'd like to do with your degree? Because when I graduated, I had no clue. I also have no clue. Right now, I feel like I'm just adjusting to no longer having school in my life. It was... <laughs> part of my life for so many years and I feel like that gave me a lot of structure and a lot of stability and so it's been an adjustment I've just been trying to get used to working full-time right now and you know navigating that and also moving so I feel like once I get settled into that we'll we'll see where it goes from there yeah you know I I learned about you through a lot of your great videos on um, social media so If people want to kind of follow you on social media, um, learn more about you beyond this interview, how can they go about doing so? Yeah, so I do post a lot of autism content on TikTok, just about my experiences and navigating like the world as an autistic person. So my TikTok account is probably the best way to learn about me. It's Zyle Evans and yeah. Well, I definitely urge people to do that. I think you have some great videos. I saw you, I saw one today of... Your scripting video, I thought that was great. Um, (laughs) I urge people specifically to check out the scripting, but all the videos are great. Uh, Zyle, I really appreciated getting to know you a little bit. Thanks so much for making the time to talk with me today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks so much to Zyle for the conversation. To learn more about her, please check out the link in the podcast description for this episode. Whether it's support with moving or helping you to develop strategies to make shopping less of a sensory nightmare, Autism Personal Coach is here for you. We've helped many clients navigate these challenges and certainly can do the same for you. If this is something that you're interested in, then in learning more about, then please 
Visit AutismPersonalCoach.com for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.